Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched Supergirl Season 1, Episode 13, for the girl who has everything. Spoilers away if you haven't seen this episode yet. It's been out for like a year and a half, but if you haven't seen it yet, you know, want to find out what happens, go watch it, and then come back and listen. This episode got pretty bonkers. Like, right off the bat, it was pretty crazy. I... I liked it a lot. This is one of my favorite episodes so far. Uh, we have we had the cliffhanger at the end of last episode. Something I don't think I even talked about the cliffhanger in my episode in 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 last week last time's podcast. Uh, Kara gets attacked by something in her apartment, and we're left to wonder. What, what happened? What attacked her? Who attacked her? What's the meaning of all this? So this episode begins with Kara waking up on Krypton. What is going on? Her mom is there. She, she tells her that she's had some type of crazy flu. And uh, yeah, yeah, she's happy that she's, she's awake. And... Kara is, is super confused. What, what is what is even going on here? Um, she's hallucinating because she's been attacked by a giant plant bug thing that we find out is called a Black Mercy. It feeds on your memories and traps you in your uh, your your best everything that you could ever want in a fantasy comatose state. So, uh, and when Kara didn't show up for work the next morning, uh, her friends, uh, we gotta call, we gotta call Alex, see what's going on. They find her on the floor being suckled on by this, by, by this, uh, uh, Aubrey looking thing. Uh, by I, I'm talking about little little shop of horrors, um, but uh, yeah, they take her to the DEO. Henshaw is flabbergasted that Alex would bring even more people who shouldn't be down there week after week. She brings more people <laughs> into work. It's like uh, it's like she's shooting a movie and she's just bringing all her families to set to to see how, how things work on a movie set. Except it's a top secret, beyond top secret, intergalactic strike force, or whatever uh, Henshaw called it uh, later on. <laughs> oh, okay, so she's stuck. They try to remove it, but uh, no dice. She, if they forcibly remove it, it will kill her. Which is crazy because she's made of steel. She's She's... The woman of steel. How does this thing penetrate? The, well, I guess it is from Krypton. As we find out, it, the 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 hand behind the Black Mercy. I, I keep struggling to remember what that's called. Is Han? Not Han. Non. The one of the criminals from Krypton, who's aligned somewhat with. Astra. Astra is not pleased that this is the action he took. Uh, so we see 
Astra, uh, she she approaches Alex. Uh, they have a little bit of a fight, but she she says, "Trust me, I didn't I didn't want this to happen. I am, I want to help Kara. I want to get her out of this." And so she tells her what it is. Uh, they they consulted Kara's mom's like hologram thingy, but she didn't know anything about these black. It's not Black Cauldron. <laughs> these, these Black Mercies. Uh, so, uh, Alex is like spilling her guts about how much she cares about Kara and everything. She feels so bad that she w- wasn't a better sister at first and all of that. And just responds, I do not have any information about that species. Uh, freaking holograms. Useless. Useless. Um, sometimes they're useful, but, uh, in this instance, absolutely useless. So, Astra provides some information that they need, that she has to be convinced, she has to make the decision herself to reject the fantasy. And so, the episode becomes Inception, and, uh, with Maxwell Lord's help, who... Alex thought was responsible at first. She storms in there, grabs him by the neck, not the neck, but the, the his shirt, knocks him down on the ground, just climbs on top of him. It was a uh, it's a little bit exciting to see see that go down. But um, <laughs> uh, Max was excited, surely, but uh, then very terrified because Alex was about to tear his head off. Uh, she, she thought that he did it, but he had no idea what she was talking about. And, uh, he was telling the truth. He did have no idea what he was talking about, but he did have the technology to help as they used, like, a virtual reality mind tap device. Uh, she had the full-on VR goggles with uh, with the handheld control things. I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, also kind of neat that they went with something that actually exists as a thing that you can do. Not not the mind tapping part, but uh, the VR goggles and controls. But uh, yeah, she goes into Kara's mind and tries to remind her of everything and uh, she's been gone into the fantasy so long that she's she's forgotten Earth. Uh, she's completely forgotten it by the time Alex gets in there. And uh, she's just happy being back with her family and a little Superman. She never met him at that age. I guess she probably could have seen pictures talking to Mom and Pa Kent. They have, yeah, surely they have tons of pictures of when he was that age. Um, so, yeah, it, that was kind of neat to see uh, her... No, he was younger than, like, 12 years I guess he could have been 12 years old. Um, I was watching this on my phone while driving, so I couldn't get a close look at who played young Kal-El. But I think it might have been the son from American Housewife. I think it might have been him. It might have been. 
If not, well, it sounded a lot like him. And he was a lot smaller than he is on American Housewife. But this was a year earlier, so he could have grown a lot since then. So, uh, she does snap out of it. Uh, at first, Alex is uh, is angry, so mad that they pulled her out of the, the Inception. But he's like, no, 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 we, it, it, it's, we didn't pull you out. James did stop me from, I was going to pull you out, like, an hour ago. But James stopped me, and you were successful, because you're a Supergirl. No, <laughs> the, the black, what is it called again? The black mercy, like, slithers off of her onto the ground, and nobody does anything. Motionless. No reaction to that at all. And, like, who knows how it's going to react? Is it going to try to latch onto somebody else? Or something? As it turned out, it was, it, it was dying. And so it just shriveled up there on the ground. But, come on, even the soldier who's over there, he can't have been completely brief. It was moving towards him. He did not budge. Um, yeah. Yeah, a little bit more caution around these extraterrestrial organisms, Department of Extraterrestrial Organisms. Is that what it stands for? I feel like that's what it stands for, but I could be wrong. So, uh, yeah, she's saved. She uh, appreciates her family so much, but there's business to take care of. She has to go after, she goes after Nan, who's responsible for this, this awful, awful events. Um, Astra is torn between the two. Does she help her, her niece or does she go along with her prison pals? She, uh, she helps her niece and she pays dearly for it. She ends up dying. Ugh. Ah, I, I like that actress so much. Um, go watch, uh, shoot, what is it called? It's, um, Matthew Perry. Uh, it's, has on in the title, Go On. I think it might be called Go On. And she's like, uh, she leads the, these group therapy sessions. Like it's a support group, and she's uh, the leader of it. And uh, that's the first thing I ever saw her in. I liked her a lot. I don't know the actress's name. Uh, Supergirl season one, at least, does not have X-ray on Amazon, and I was a little bit annoyed by that because there's all these people that I want to see who their names are, what their names are, and I can't. I could look it up separately, but that's not as convenient as just popping it up. See, oh, who is this guest star? I know them, um, but I can't remember their name. Like the actress who plays Ostra. Okay. Things are kind of acting funky here. So, uh, yeah, Astra's dead. That's a bummer. Uh, Nan is pretty much is like vowing revenge, kind of. That doesn't spell that bad. That, that, that doesn't spell good news at all. Uh, her last words to Kara are that you, you can't stop him. 
if you keep trying to stop him, he will kill you. I mean, look at me. I am dead. About to be. Because of, because of that guy. Can't stop him. But, uh, I think she can. I believe in Supergirl. We all believe in Supergirl, I hope. So, uh, we don't get a cliffhanger this episode. We just have a happy ending, finally, with Kara eating some pot stickers and ice cream. I don't know if... It, they were about to eat pot stickers and ice cream. Maybe all together. Pot sticker ice cream. That, that probably exists somewhere. So, uh, that's the episode for The Girl Who Has Everything. I think that's... I may have butchered that title. It's paraphrased. The paraphrased title for The Girl Who Has Everything. Um, let me know what you thought about it by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review at iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. You know what? I need to put an iTunes link on um, on the podcast website because I, I, I just realized there is the RSS link maybe there is an iTunes link but I, I don't think there's a, a link to the show on the iTunes store so um, you know just search on in iTunes in the podcast section today I watched and you'll find it you'll find it I believe in you I believe in you and I believe in Supergirl. So that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back sometime in the near or distant future. It's all near future in the in the grand scheme of the universe. Every every podcast episode I publish is in the near future when compared to the entire history of the universe. It's like very near future. It's like all of the podcast episodes have already been published as far as the entire universe is concerned. Um, so that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I already said all this. I'll see you later. Bye.